0: Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica.
1: Welcome back to Sunday Focus. I'm being joined in the studio by two people, actually. They both work as law enforcement and torch-run event managers with the South Dakota Special Olympics, and they're here to talk about this year's Polar Plunge. It's Jill Quanley and Turner Gaines. Hey, good morning, guys. Good
2: morning. Thank you very much for having us on again.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. Now, before we talk about the Polar Plunge, tell us about the South Dakota Special Olympics for anyone who's not familiar with it
2: yeah so special Olympics south dakota is a competitions and training uh, sports program for anybody with an intellectual disability Um, we offer multiple sports and activities and other programs outside of sports for people with intellectual disabilities and without intellectual disabilities in the state of south dakota
1: Okay, so rough estimate. It's a big number, probably. How many athletes would you say are with the South Dakota Special
2: Olympics? So it, it's, it's it's a pretty big number. Um, we're proud of it, but we do want to grow. It's up to around thirty thousand athletes. Oh, so that's we, amazing. Yeah, we have about 2,750 athletes. Um, that number kind of was hit by COVID. Just people lost touch or coaches, volunteers lost touch with Special Olympics South Dakota. So we're hoping to get back to that. 2750, 2,750 athletes. And then some, there are other people in the state without or with intellectual disabilities that we can still bring on to Special Olympics and allow them to compete.
1: So, is this like any age range? I forgot to mention yeah. that in there. So, yeah. any age range can participate?
2: So, we do have uh, young athletes, which is ages two from seven. We offer some, learn how to ride a bike, mm-hmm. some other courses, or some other, uh, Things, but uh, to compete in Special Olympics South Dakota, you have to be eight years old and then you can be up to a thousand years old. So, eight and up, (laughs) eight and up is what we say for uh competing with Special Olympics South Dakota.
1: Yeah, no limit there for sure. What are the sports and activities that these athletes compete in?
2: Yeah, so we uh we start the year off, um, we we go by uh starting in January, and then up first is our basketball. And then with basketball, we also offer cheerleading. Um, then we get into track and field season, which also we encompass uh, swimming into that and volleyball, powerlifting. Then we go to equestrian, um, bocce ball, softball and wrap up the year with bowling. So quite a few for uh, for anybody to uh, pick and choose from
1: absolutely and do they compete here in south dakota or do they go and travel
2: so those are what we offer here in south dakota Mm -hmm. um so special Olympics south dakota offers those events um they can go into other states and compete um but then there's also these uh, usa games that they can compete at every four years usa games uh summer games usa winter games uh World Winter Games and World Summer Games that those happen every four years, alternating um, along the way. So,
1: very cool stuff. What are other programs with the South Dakota Special
2: Olympics? So, Special Olympics South Dakota is made up of five programs. Um, we have our competition program, which is what we just spoke about the competitions that we put on for the athletes mm-hmm. and delegations to come compete at. We have Healthy Athletes, which is our um, program that really just focuses on um, really serving an undervalued uh, population with intellectual disabilities that volunteers and doctors and everyone around the area really just puts on events to help athletes learn about health and also um, check their health. So um, appointments and uh, other physical checkups um unified champion schools uh we offer unified champion schools that goes into local state schools and uh, offers unified champion schools goes into schools and um brings people with and without intellectual disabilities together, teaching everyone about inclusion, Um, really focuses on the sports side of of going into schools and and, and offering just play basketball, come to our state basketball tournament. You can come play volleyball as a team. So just really teaching everyone in the school about uh, inclusion. And then we have the law enforcement torch run, which Jill and I are a part of. Um, That is our fundraising and awareness program. And then, like I mentioned earlier, uh, young athletes, that is the two to seven year old range of just offering kids with and without intellectual disabilities opportunities to uh get involved with Special Olympics South Dakota.
1: Absolutely. And one opportunity to get involved with Special Olympics here in South Dakota is the annual Polar Plunge. Not only is it done here in the state, (laughs) but it's also done throughout the country. And and let's talk about it. It's happening on Saturday, May 7th at the J&L Harley-Davidson. And there are a lot of activities with this event. So Jill, it's your turn now. (laughs) Tell us about it.
3: Um, So the Polar Plunge registration will begin at 11 a.m. A.M. on Saturday, May 7th, with the plunge beginning at 1 p.m. Um, students, K-12, through and college students can actually take part for $50. So I'm raising that minimum of $50. Mm-hmm. For adults, it will be raising $100. And you come and enjoy a chili dip in a 32-by-16-foot pool. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a pool. So that kind of makes it even more fun. I mean, we could make everyone run into the Sioux River, but...
1: yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> um, But. For those who maybe want to take part and don't really want to get wet, mm-hmm. there is a two chicken to plunge option where you get all the incentives that we have. So we have uh, quite a few different incentives. So if you hit that $50 or $100 mark, you get a long sleeve t-shirt, $250, you get a pair of joggers along with the t-shirt as well, a long sleeve t-shirt, $500, you get a Nike cap for $750, a beach towel for $1,000, some wireless headphones, Ooh. JBL wireless headphones and for 1500 a columbia sherpa jacket along with the joggers and the t-shirt so you get the long sleeve t-shirt no matter what level you hit along with that incentive and you don't even have to jump if you don't want to if you want to do the two chicken to plunge option
1: so just to give people an idea how cold will this water be? (laughs) Are you guys going to add some ice in there? What exactly? Because, you know, May, South Dakota, Mm -hmm. it could be warm by then. So how cold are we
3: talking? So what's crazy is last year we also held the event in May Mm -hmm. and it was 90 degrees. And we joked that there is no way this is a polar plunge when you get (laughs) (laughs) sunburnt. But the water is still surprisingly chilly. Mm -hmm. We have a little thermometer duck and he hangs out in the pool to tell us how cold the water is and it can range between 43 to 45 degrees still even though it is 90 degrees outside
1: (laughs) it works out it works out it works out yes So how does the Polar Plunge work? Like, how long do people have to stay in the water? Can they do some sort of, like, a fun dive to get in the water? (laughs) How does this all work? So um, we
3: encourage any fun costumes. We do have a Best Costume Award. Oh, boy. Yes. (laughs) So we encourage any fun costumes, but they have to be appropriate. Mm -hmm. Good to add that (laughs) in there. Good to add that in there. Um, And we also encourage people to gather up their friends, coworkers, create a team or even if co-workers want their boss to jump maybe ask their boss if there's a special amount that would make them jump in the water too (laughs) but you don't have to stay in there too long once you jump in there are divers there to catch you and help you get out safely and we do have changing tents so right away you jump in you get out you can get back into warm clothes and Feel a lot warmer. No,
1: oh, it's a pretty quick <laughs> process. Then. Oh, yeah. We
3: had uh, the USD football team, uh, the O line. So those are oh my bigger gosh. boys. <laughs> they decided this year to jump and they decided to all wait until everyone got in, you don't have to wait until everyone gets in. No, but,
1: <laughs> but they're just going to do it just They're just going to do it, yeah. We'll see how long that they last with that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the whole purpose of doing the Polar Plunge? You know, does anybody have an idea of how this even got started? Um,
3: so Polar Plunges have been around, oh my goodness, for many, many years. Mm-hmm. They were a law enforcement torch run event to help raise awareness and funds for Special Olympics. I believe it started out on the East Coast and made its way over here to South Dakota. But the goal is to raise awareness. I mean, um, having it at J&L Harley, people are going to be driving by. Mm -hmm. They're going to go, why is there a giant polar bear hanging out there? (laughs) (laughs) But also important are the funds, and Mm -hmm. Turner kind of mentioned all the different Um, things we do for our Special Olympic athletes across the state of South Dakota and this year we are fundraising for something a little extra special we have USA Games in Orlando oh nice yes we are sending 45 coaches athletes unified partners so that would be individuals without intellectual disabilities joining on a team with someone who we call a traditional athlete meaning an athlete with an intellectual disability and competing together down there at USA Games so we're really excited about that, um, Yeah, so that's kind of what we're hoping for is to raise funds for them so the trip goes smoothly.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A lot of great reasons to go out and take the plunge for this year's Polar Plunge. Now, are there any activities that take place once you're out of the water? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we
1: do have, well,
3: I... It's indoors, but more or less a beer tent for those who want to take part. Um,
1: oh, after they're going to need it after yeah. being in the cold water.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we'll have music and all of that fun stuff happening, too, before the plunge. But we'll have a beer tent, and then there will be Fat Philly's uh, food truck out mm-hmm. there that plungers can take part in and enjoy some lunch there as well. Now, I know
1: recently, in the last couple of years, it's been weird, you know, mm-hmm. to say the least. Now, if people can't make the plunge or maybe they don't want to go in person. How else can they get involved? Maybe can people virtually do the plunge?
2: Yeah, if there's one thing COVID uh, did teach us is that virtual is an easy option for uh, the plunge. So um, if you can't make it that day and you do want to still take part in the plunge, you can still sign up for the plunge um, on our online website, which is you'll find at plungesd.org. So you'll still have to raise the funds um, and then do some sort of plunge and videotape yourself or just take a picture and then upload that picture or video to social media with the um, hashtag plunge sd 2022 and like jill mentioned uh depending if you're a school-age student or an adult if you raise that 50 or 100 dollars or more we will get you your shirt and or incentive so um yeah
1: good deal any other events happening with south dakota special olympics that people should look forward to
2: yeah things are uh so just talking about uh some restrictive times we are getting back into normal times so we're really picking things up we've got uh the polar plunge may 7th but before that we have all of our area spring and swimming competitions so um that is, uh, we have a Northeast, a Southeast, a Black Hills, and a Mission Spring, Game, Spring Games, which is our track and field event. Um, those are spread out through April. Um, the Southeast one here for our Sioux Falls listener is going to be at Brandon High School, uh, Brandon Valley High School, on April 30th. So if you're looking to uh, get involved with the competition side of things, you can uh, sign up to... Volunteer online at SOSD.org. And then May 6th is the Southeast Swimming Competition at Midco Aquatic Center. And then we get into May. We have our Polar Plunge, like we're talking about. And then what Jill and I are part of, the Law Enforcement Torch Run. Um, We are going to have a torch run this year. Um, starting May 16th and finishing up May 19th at State Summer Games that is out in Spearfish at Black Hills State University so May 20th, May 21st and May twenty or just May 19th May 20th and May 21st um, the athletes will be competing out in Spearfish so Look for the torch run leading up to that starting May 16th. We will be starting on the east side of state here, making our way um, just town to town, making to as many communities as we can on our way to... um the opening ceremonies on May 19th to start off the state summer games so a lot to look forward to
1: a lot to look forward to indeed yeah. if you are just listening Jill Quanley and Turner Gaines they are with the South Dakota Special Olympics and guys if anybody wants more information about the upcoming Polar Plunge which once again it is Saturday May 7th at the JNL Harley-Davidson where can they go they can visit the website Plunge sd.org alright awesome thanks for joining me you guys
3: yes thank you for having us alright we'll be back
0: here's a news flash for
3: you more than 70% of fatal crashes in South Dakota happen on rural highways and local county roads hi I'm Trooper Whitaker with the South Dakota Highway Patrol it is important to wear your seatbelt whether you are headed to the farm or whether you are headed to the city seatbelts are one of the best ways to protect yourself while driving always wear a seatbelt don't skip the click This message brought to you by the South Dakota Highway Patrol and results Town Square Media.
1: Welcome back to Sunday Focus. I'm being joined by Matt Cook. He is on the board with the Falls Area Bicyclist, otherwise known as FAB. He is specifically the Communications Director with FAB. And hi, Matt.
0: Hello. This
1: is our first time meeting, actually. So it's nice to meet you.
0: Yes, I'm really excited to be here and uh, share a little bit more about FAB.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this is a great opportunity for you to talk a little bit more about FAB and just some friendly remarks reminders for the community about bicyclists. So let's start off with this question. Tell me about the Falls Area
0: Bicyclists Group. So the Falls Area Bicyclists, also known as FAB, is a organization of people who love to ride bike, who love to support bicycle-friendly policies Mm -hmm. in government, and uh, who love to see people um, getting outside. Um, and being active in their community. It is run by a group of volunteers. Um, I am on the board as the communications director. And um, we truly just try and make the Sioux Falls area a better place to be outside and a better place to be on a bicycle. Cause let me tell you, sioux falls is beautiful on a bike
1: absolutely absolutely especially with those trails and stuff like that
0: yeah and there's the trails are amazing i am so grateful for our trail system and it keeps growing um the city of sioux falls will be expanding the trail out to family park on the north side of town but there are also some really cool areas of town just to ride around
1: so how many bikers strong is fab
0: fab is currently at a membership of a One hundred and fifty. Oh, wow. Uh, But we are always looking to welcome new members. We have members who have been with us for many years and we have people who are just like, I never knew you existed. This is amazing. So we're always uh, welcoming new people.
1: So what do
0: you think the purpose of this
1: organization
0: here is? To me, Fab, is community. It is bringing together like-minded people and trying to make a change in our community. So many people here in Sioux Falls will look at the bike trail and say, well, that's great. But think about how did we get to having an amazing an amazing trail system here in Sioux Falls? Mm-hmm. It was through community members reaching out and saying, hey, we should do something. We should do something. So we um, try and be that sense of community. And then that home that will reach out and say, Hey, so things we're doing is we are, um, we added bicycle parking at the Levitt, uh, so you can, the Levitt shell is just off the trail, Mm -hmm. just hop it off, off at the Raven building and you're right there. So we added parking. We're working on adding fix it stations to various locations around town, uh, talking to the city about, um. Continued improved infrastructure, whether it's trails, um, signage markings on streets and town, bicycle routes. So we're involved in a lot of that uh, effort as well.
1: What about the educational side of things?
0: Educational side. So a lot of our education, we, we've we been running a please don't squeeze campaign for the past couple of years. Uh, we also are running ads on two of the Sioux area metro buses uh, with our please don't squeeze campaign. We're also educating people with hands-on when they show up to our events. Mm-hmm. We work a lot with the other groups here in town, uh, Falls Area Single Track, uh, Fast, RASDAQ, the Ride Across South Dakota.
1: And the Please Don't Squeeze campaign. I'm assuming that's about sharing the road. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. So South Dakota, in South Dakota, a bicycle is considered a vehicle. And there is a, what's called like a passing law where it is the law to give a bicyclist space if you are going 35 miles an hour or under you are required to give three feet of space if you're going over that speed you are required to give six feet of space it is also on the bicyclist when and when they're riding out on the highway and stuff to ride as close to the shoulder as is practicable mm-hmm. so that we can share the road and play nice In the city of Sioux Falls, you are allowed to take the lane. Um, So perhaps you've seen signs around town uh, that says it's a picture of a bike and its bike may use full lane. A bicycle is allowed to do that. Please give them space. Please give them time. Uh If they're going up a hill, many of us don't have motors.
1: (laughs) If you are just listening, Matt Cook with Fab is with me in the studio. He's also on the board with Fab as the communications director. So it's actually an interesting story about how we came together. I believe it was Jeff Mersh. Am I saying that name? Mersh. Right? who reached out to me after an article titled, Is it legal to ride a bicycle on Sioux Falls sidewalks were released? There was also a previous article that I admitted that I wrote about um, just driving on the roads in South Dakota, if if bikes are allowed to be physically on the roads in South Dakota. And that also created a conversation way before the sidewalk article. So I I guess what made Fab want to come on this program just to kind of get this message across?
0: Well, part of it is we are constantly looking for ways to reach a new audience. The way social media works is you're often preaching to your own audience. You're creating your own echo chamber. Great. We can push this, uh, messaging to our and our education to our members and that's amazing but many of them are also being like yeah we get it how do we share the fact that we exist and we get our message out to more people and therefore grow the community that appreciates um what we're doing because there are many communities in the upper midwest like madison wisconsin that have an amazing bicycle culture We want to bring that awareness and that vibrancy Mm -hmm. to the Sioux Falls area
1: when I wrote my article about riding your bikes on the roads in South Dakota, it was actually an interesting day. So it was raining, believe it or not. Rain seems like something that hasn't happened in years here. But it was raining and there was a bicyclist in front of me on the road on, you know, 57th and Louise. And I'm thinking, gosh, like, I know that it's okay, but like, don't you want to be on the side of the road or on the sidewalk, especially when it's these hazardous conditions? And and I did say exactly what you were saying about the rules of the road and stuff like that and just go through that one more time if you can.
0: Yeah, so the rules of the road in the state of South Dakota, bicyclists are considered uh, riding a vehicle Um, and so they are allowed to be on the streets. There is a passing law that requires that a driver going 35 miles an hour or slower give three feet of space. If they're going faster than that, they need to give six feet of Mm -hmm. space. Uh, On the highways, it is also a requirement of the bicyclist to ride as close close to the shoulder as is practicable. Uh, sometimes South Dakota shoulders aren't that great. So you might see a bicyclist drift away from the shoulder just a little bit.
1: So you can ride them on the
0: highway too. Yes. Uh, I recently, there are rides here in the state. I recently completed one at the beginning of June that was called RASDAC, the ride across South Dakota, where we took local highways and we rode across the state. Uh, the route for Uh, 2021, took us from uh, Pollock, way up on the North Dakota border, Mm -hmm. along the Missouri, and we ended in Vermilion.
1: Okay. How was that
0: ride? Um, It was the week uh, in June that was extremely hot, (laughs) with many days of headwinds out of the south at 20 miles an hour. So a friend of mine says it it felt like a hairdryer all week. it was perfect. It was perfect.
1: (laughs) So what discussions were FAB having when both of these stories were released? Because obviously there's a reason why you guys reached out to me to even come on this program. Yeah, it's,
0: um, we like to see like, well, who's, who's asking the questions? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to find the people of, well, who's engaging, who's asking, who's, you know, like who even wants to know what's going on. And then we're there to be like, Hey, we have an answer for you. Yeah. Many times, drivers aren't aware, or drivers just don't care.
1: So would you say, Fab their biggest impact here in the Sioux empire would be about providing that education to let people know this is what we can do. So this is what you should do in order to keep us is safe.
0: Yes. In the past fab used to be just like kind of a, a club um, where it was just focused on like the group riding and stuff. And that's still a very strong part of who we are, but we are also um, starting to engage more and more on the advocacy, on the messaging, on the engagement seeing how we can grow the community and make it safer for all, whether you know who FAB is or what FAB does or not.
1: If you are just listening to us, Matt Cook, he is the communications director with FAB that's on the board and it's Falls Area Bicycle So there are some facts about biking in the city that we touched on and throughout the state that people may not know about, but there are also some myths that are out there that you just want to bust. So what are those myths? Myth
0: Myth number one, a bicycle is required to be on the sidewalk. A bicycle can be in the street. A bicycle can take the lane. A bicycle can ride in the middle. Bicycles are not allowed on the interstate in the state of South Dakota um, because I can't ride 40 miles an hour as the minimum speed. Yeah. Some of the reasons I've always wondered is um, if somebody comes to me and is yelling at me and I go, well, why are you yelling at me? Is it because I'm slow? well if a vehicle were to be driving that slow you would go around them is it because i'm small well you pass mopeds and motorcycles all the time or is it just the fact that i'm riding a bicycle and you view it as a toy that's one of the things we engage a lot with is people a lot of people view a bicycle as a toy as a recreational vehicle um, because that's what they grew up with and that's how they still ride but for several others a bicycle is a primary mode of transport i have a friend here um who just he left town recently and for the first two years i knew him he didn't own a car he did everything by bike and so that's one of the myths as well as like you can ride a bike and it's it is a vehicle It's a myth that you have to have expensive equipment. You do not. If it's got two wheels and rolls, it's called a bicycle.
1: What are some basic tips for drivers to remember when they do see bicyclists
0: on the road? Slow down. (laughs) Number one. That's it. Please slow down. Please slow down. Please don't squeeze. Many drivers are great. We have some wonderful drivers here in town. Sometimes where things get a little... Iffy is if there is a vehicle oncoming as well. And then they do the Midwestern. Oh, I'm just going to squeeze by you here and uh, scooch around. Don't do that. Wait behind. Let the oncoming vehicle pass. And then you can go around. Trust me, the bicyclists will thank you. You think about it. We've done conversations as well about school zones and slowing down. Slowing down for a school zone adds like maybe... 10 seconds to your journey. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Are you so impatient that 10 seconds is not worth you regarding somebody else's health, life, and safety?
1: But why do you think this organization here in Sioux Falls is so important?
0: It's a sense of community. Mm -hmm. Um, Community is so empowering to individuals. Some people like to do things alone, um, but I found that for myself... I'm less inclined to do something if it's just for me, if I'm you know alone. It works really well to bring people together. Um, and our voices are stronger. Uh, when they're a chorus instead of a solo. The city of Sioux Falls has had uh, ordinances that have come up and about uh, transportation issues in Sioux Falls, such as uh, scooters downtown, um, e-bikes on the trails. And Fab has been a voice that has been very prominent in uh sharing the opinions of our members um and of our directors and of the message that we want to go in for example e-bikes two years ago e-bikes were not allowed on the trail but e-bikes are a growing percentage of the bicycle community and i think they're amazing because if it gets you outside and it gets you moving. Who cares if you have a little extra push? Sometimes I would like one myself. So yeah, we worked with uh, the city of Sioux Falls as they crafted their ordinance that now says that class 1's e-bikes are allowed on the trail system. Class one e-bikes will assist you up to 20 miles an hour and they're pedal assist, meaning that you still have to pedal. They don't have a throttle. Currently, class twos and class threes e-bikes are not allowed on the trail.
1: Matt, where can people go find out more information about the Falls Area Bicycle List?
0: Uh, We are on Facebook at uh, Falls Area Bicyclists. Look for the fab in like a bicycle cog logo. And then you can find us on our website, fallsareabicyclists.org. We have a huge calendar of events. Of group rides that we're doing and we also try and serve as a hub for many of the uh, group rides in uh, the area through the bike shops, ton of opportunities to get involved.
1: All right, Matt Cook, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having us. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.